Good morning. How's everyone? How's everyone? Um, I trust that you rested well, as always. I will that you rested well. That you're ready to get uh, get things popping. <laughs> ready to get things started, get things cracking, however you uh, you visualize it. But you definitely uh, came into this day invigorated, empowered, ready. And um, knocking out those heavy tasks first thing. I know sometimes you try to put it off when you find so many other things to do. You know, let me go make some breakfast. You know, let me go iron this. Let me go, you know, watch a podcast, watch a video cast. You know, thank you, Kashia. Peace, Rikasha. You know, we find so many other things to do. But uh, it's always best. You know, use that that dawning time. Knock out those heavy tasks. You know, those things that you just don't feel like doing. So, I trust that that's what's happening right now. You know, maybe for some of you, you're still kind of in the bed. I know, definitely for my West Coast folks, it's it's a bit earlier. You know, I'm always amazed when you still make it anyway. Peace, Shannon. You know, um, but yeah, yeah, I won't be too too long. In this segment, I don't think I will be, you know, but uh, I just wanted to greet you like I always do and uh, give you all an opportunity to greet each other and uh, peace shadow book or grandma. I should say I should say mama shadow book shadow book. I saw your comment that you left yesterday about raising your great granddaughter. Uh, Peace, brother Antonio. Peace, plant OG. So I'm gonna have to put Shadow Book in the uh, in the Mama Marva. Uh, peace, Sister Moksha. Peace, Miss Cindy Jones. Mama Marva and Mama Kanika. I know we got three verified grandmothers. Of course, Ia Arlene too. So we got four. There's more of them, but you know those who have said it. Peace, Alex again. You know, um, yeah. So I have to put you over there. <laughs> you know, with with the, with the matriarchs the other matriarchs but um yeah and, and willfully you you were able to get uh-oh miss cindy jones is a grandmother cindy cindy jones private eye okay she's a grandmother so what was that five now i think i said cindy jones here arlene shadow book of course mama marva is another one. Oh, information i think is a grandmother too i think i remember her saying that on a video a long time ago I remember correctly that she's a grandmother. So that's almost about six or seven, somewhere around there. I lost count. <laughs> Information shadow book. Ia Arlene, Mama Marva. There was peace, 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 Mama Armor. There was another one in there. I, 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 I lost it already. <laughs> Sorry. But uh, shout out to the grandmothers. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it'll come back to me. It'll come back to me, but uh, oh, what's the face? Um, yeah, we got. Well, then we got some younger grandmothers. We got some some couple forty year old grandmothers too that I know of. I won't shout them out, but you know, peace, Ia, Andrine, you know. But yeah, so you know, willfully, um, the grandparent sex uh session that we did, you got something that you could use out of that willfully, or maybe it's things that you're already using. You know, maybe you're already kind of on it as far as the things that uh 
um, that we were discussing there, you know. But um, peace, Michelle Kendrick. So, you know, like I said, I'm not going to be too, too long today. Again, today is a, it was a long, oh, Michelle Kendrick is a grandmother. Oh, my goodness. All right. I ain't going to count these again. (laughs) I'm going to mess it up again. (laughs) So that's cool, though, because I'm I'm glad you all are are sharing that um, because I'll, I'll, um, I'm sure I'll be led to do more, um, sessions regarding that that relationship or that that grandparent grandchild dynamic i'm sure you know um because i I actually do enjoy speaking about family you know especially because a lot of us come up in a time where um maybe our models were a little skewed or we just were kind of feeling our way through it and uh, or sometimes we're seeing things happen with our loved ones that uh we know may not be the best they may be a little harmful, maybe a little injurious. So to be able to kind of put some of that work in and fix some of that is very valuable, you know. Peace to precious mom, you know. So yeah, uh, and I noticed some grandfathers on because I know them too. Yeah, I guess actually it's good. It's a good amount grand grandparents who tune in. Yeah, now that I think about it, you know. Um, but anyway, you know, so we'll we'll probably, I'm sure, dig back into that again at some point. So I wanted to um, not maybe continue, but advance a little bit some of what we were building on yesterday in terms of the promises of um, the Creator uh, as it pertains to the visions of the Creator and. Sometimes when we get stuck in our own vision versus the creator's vision. And, you know, there's a couple of things with that. I'm going to try to go through them quickly because, like I said, I got a, I got a lot of early stuff I have to do. And um, had a lot of late stuff I had to do. Peace, Nikki Love and uh, Brother Amal and Brother Vermont. Rise to you all. You know, so I, I need to get to get back to... Um, what I was doing because I actually been going I just I just pulled an all-nighter you know it was just too much stuff to do last night and you know let me let me say something real quick you know a lot of times people are like chief you need to take a break you need to rest I don't I'm good um I have the life that I want to have so when you hear me like yeah I pulled an all-nighter or I got something to do or I got a lot to do I don't have to have a lot to do like I don't, the things that I, that I do in my life, I don't actually have to do, you know, and all the work that you see me do, I don't actually have to do. Um, I've structured my life. I've been a hardworking person since I was a young child. So I structured my life in a way where to keep it totally honest with you at this point in my life and at the age I am right now, I actually don't have to work anymore. Peace first, last. Um, I actually can pretty much, you know, exist off of, off of residual income. Peace to Nika. Peeve to you too. Um, peace Iris McKay. Good dawning. You know, so, you know, all the, like, you know, just, just, uh, progressive work you see me do. It's not because I'm like, I gotta survive. It's, It's not that at all. This is the life that I wanted. 
You know what I mean? This is the life that I wanted. Um, and I, I like working. <laughs> I don't, I don't have an issue with working. So when I'm pulling an all nighter, I want to pull an all nighter. I don't, I don't have a problem with staying up for a day. It's like fasting, you know, at least to me, sometimes it feels good to take a day and to dry fast and not eat anything. Right. Well, for me, I'm the same way with sleep. Sometimes it feels good not to sleep, just to stay up. There's a different vibe at 1 a.m., at 2 a.m., at 3 a.m., at 4 a.m. And it's sometimes it's nice to experience that. It's almost like if, um, you know, remember when you were a child, if you ever cut school, you know, um, and hopefully you did. <laughs> but if you ever cut school, there's like a world of wonderment when you're outside at 10 a.m you know, or at 1 p.m. And you're like, this is what life is like outside at this time because you're just so used used to being inside of a classroom. Well, when you, when you immerse yourself in a project or in work through the night or whatever, it's, it's a similar kind of feeling, feeling because it's a different vibe you take on at different times of the day, you know. But um, I'm a worker. That's, that's, that's what it is. And um, there's a very large and grand vision that the creator has allowed me to see. So that very large and grand vision, peace, change, change, it requires effort and labor and work. And I approach that work joyously. You know, I don't approach it like, oh, I gotta, I gotta. even if you see me do these lives and my eyes are red, which is a lot of them, you know, and like, well, they're barely open. Or you could just kind of tell I'm, I'm a little lethargic. Um, it's it's a good fatigue. Trust me, it's not it's not a chief is getting beat down by life. I don't think I look like I've been beat down by life. You know, I think I'm I'm holding it up pretty well for my age. You know, um, so and that's because I'm living a dream. <laughs> you know, like they say, I'm. I just wanted to iterate that, you know, because I get a lot of that sometimes. Like, Chief, I feel bad for you. No. Um, this is what I want. And sometimes I share even, yeah, I got this to work on. I got that to work on. And I'm going to tell you why. Because you ain't in my life. <laughs> you know, I'm like, here you go. You know. Because some of you dudes are lazy. Peace, Tracy. And you might... You might think that my life revolves around reading books and watching documentaries and doing lives. And there's so much more to a man than than sharing theory. You know, there also have you have to put your hands to things. You have to put yourself, you know, in the midst of things and, and put things into practice. You know, so it's not just me going to the park and getting some movement in and stretching out and work and, and whatever I do there, you know, let's just say I move. You know, it's not just that. It's not just me doing spiritual things and being on the mat and doing ephah readings or breaking down different scriptures and stuff like that or being with women or, or whatever. You know, it's all of that and, and then some and more. And sometimes Peace Pad Mini 144, as a man, you're going to stay up all night. If Again, because it's the vision that keeps you up. It's the vision that drives you. Um if you have one, if not, then yeah, you probably in bed every day at eight o'clock. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, what's the point in being up? You know what I mean? Or, or whatever. And then you probably early to bed, late, late to rise. <laughs> you might be one of those, you know, I, I don't know. But for me, I'm invigorated and I'm in, I'm charged 
by what I see. You know what I mean? So um, meditation and feeding from a, from a positive environment keeps me going and, and keeps me moving. You know, so yeah, I just wanted to share that. I know that was a long share, but I think it's necessary um, because I'm not a yeah, I'm, I'm not a I'm not a, a struggling, fatigued kind of teacher at all. You know, I, I there's times I could use rest and things like that, but it's 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 never because of the work that I'm sharing with you. The rest, I'm being 100 totally honest with you. 95 percent of the time when I need rest is from dealing with people. Our screen froze up again, so let's see what happens. Okay, we're back. But yeah, that's always what I need a rest from, is from dealing with people and their issues and the personal, you know, going, you know, talking to them about their personal battles and stuff like that. That's that's what's most fatiguing, you know. But um, staying up all night and watching the sunrise while I'm working on a proposal or you know, helping someone do some research or doing research of my own or negotiating a, 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 a buy contract or a land contract or looking at a new business or scoping out a plan for a business or filling out a grant application or or whatever it is that I'm working on, you know, or doing our new stuff or communicating with our new members and about what they're going through, their emotional issues or their economical issues, whatever. And typing up, you know, remedies and prescriptions for them. That's not fatiguing. It's it's nonsense. <laughs> Sometimes it's people's nonsense that wears you out, you know. And that's when you're like, all right, I'm, I'm going to go take a couple of days. I'll see you, you know, in a few days. So, yeah. But, again, it still hinders around vision, right? That's what we're still talking about, the idea of vision. So, um, with that, with that being shared, because it's still in the same vein of what we're talking about, um, I wanted to share a little bit more about vision because, like I said, it really serves as the container. Peace, James Gadabaki. Peace, 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 peace to you. Good dawning. It really serves as the container for all of this stuff that we're talking about. You got to have a vision, right? Because when there's a lack of vision, the people perish, right? Which really means the people are lawless. You know, they, they have, that's what that word really translates into. Um, there's no law, right? But that will break that down another time. Um, so sometimes people, they will confuse the concept of a vision with the concept of an idea, right? And sometimes it's very difficult for people to kind of make a distinguish a distinguishing line or delineating line between what is a vision peace yg gutter you know what is what is a vision and what is it um what is an idea right and i'm just going to give you a little bit of that just because i think it it will help you because i noticed that some people were getting a little bit confused about you know a vision versus an idea and even when I talk to people sometimes it's like they're sharing something that's an idea and they think it's a vision you know um, so look at it like this um, and this, this is a very crude way but it, it may help you uh, your, your idea is going to be 
it's it's gonna share or it's it the idea may be something that you may have usually it's something you have but it's usually gonna speak to an end goal um, and it may not necessarily be something that you are enthused about or inspired by or char- charismatic about that would be like an idea now how do we get to that particular place or that journey is usually the vision right so a lot of times when people say I had a vision one day and I was doing this and I was doing this they're speaking about a destination and that's usually an idea of a destination right so um the i the idea may be how you get to that destination sometimes or it could actually be i have an idea to open up a clinic or something like that right now when you're given a vision or you're given a promise it it what it does is it speaks to it speaks to what the the journey to that thing is going to look like so it not only shows what that is but it shows what the what the journey is, you know. So the vision would be like, yeah, you know, we opened up a, a clinic in, you know, Marrakesh, and you know, the vision was us traveling. You know, we traveled by car, we we flew, we saved up money, and we we you know we started maybe we opened up an investment group, and we were investing money as a as a collective, and then we put money together and. A bunch of us, ten of us, traveled, you know, to the continent, and then we went to Marrakesh. And listen, see, that's the vision. You, you see what I'm saying? So, a lot of times, the vision will speak more to the not only the destination but the journey. And you may have ideas along the way, which are usually your steps. You know, we can do this, we could do that, we could do that, we can get it done this way, we can get it that one that way. Now, typically, when you have a vision. There's a level of inspiration that accompanies the vision because the vision, if it's given to you by the creator, then that means it's given to you through spirit. And to be inspired means to be in spirit, you see. So there's a there's a spiritual charisma or, like I said, enthusiasm, enthusiasm that that accompanies your vision, whereas an idea (laughs) You have a good idea, you can have a bad idea, you can have a pleasant idea, you can have an unpleasant idea, right? An idea doesn't necessarily um, speak to how you're going to get to the fulfillment of said idea, you see? So, um, and like I said, when you have a vision, you typically don't have to think about how it's going to happen because, like I said, it's not your problem. You know, um, if if something else or someone else gives you a vision, it's their it's their problem to figure out or to already have how that thing, that vision is going to come into fruition. You see with an idea it's now we got to figure out how to bring that into manifestation. So in many senses, sometimes an idea make takes, you know, it, it takes more work, but again, a differentiator is that sometimes you can have an idea about how a vision is fulfilled, you know? So, there's there's, there's a thin line there, if you will, in that sense. It's a thin line, right? But now I'm going to give you something that's going to help you to envision better, like, you know, when you have a vision. Because sometimes that's a challenge, you know, like, that's why people come to me a lot. (laughs) You know, like, they feel that they've been given a vision or they've been given a spiritual idea or spiritual inspiration, but they're not clear, you know, or they had... they had a dream. Sometimes it's a dream and they had a dream, but they're not clear on that 
vision or how to fulfill that vision. Peace, Sherelle Cunningham. Um, they're not clear on, on how they would they would make that manifest, right? So I'm gonna I'm gonna give you something on that um, that may help you. I I, don't, I know it will help you if you apply it. It's not even this isn't a this isn't guesswork. This one's tried and proven, right? So <laughs> I'm gonna use a biblical story, right? Because I I just saw uh, Sister Kashia put a biblical verse in there. You know, it, well actually it was something I referenced, so she just she gave you some more information on it, right? It's a good one though. Um, the actual this same story actually is also a Buddhist story as well, and it's also a, a story of um Bulnar. Um, Bulnar is in, in Nordic mythology. It's like an old, um, it's an interesting energy. Um, because, eh, I, I'll get into that another time. I don't, I don't want to turn it into a piece being myself. And I, you know, like when I do these commander days, I try to keep them very simple and try not to go into the metaphysics too much. Um, but we'll talk about Bulnar another time, you know, peace, Mama Marva and Krishan, you know, but um, let's just say this particular story that I'm getting ready to share, it exists through different um, through, through different systems from Yoruba, Ethiopian, Nordic, Kemetic, uh, Hebraic. There's a Vedic story that's very similar. There's a Buddhist story that's almost exact. You know, so this is one of them. This this is like the Lazarus story. You know, like when you read Lazarus, and then you you translate, um, you know, his name, and his name his name his name translate translates to. Let me slow down. Okay. You know, when I start messing up a lot of words like that, it's because um, there is a profundity of ideas and spirits that are seeking to talk <laughs> while I'm talking. <laughs> and it's like, chill, like I'm talking right now. Like, y'all can go later. Peace, Anaba Free, Om. Good rise to you. You know, and that's what happens when you start to call out deity names. Are you, are you, for me, I'm... I, while I was talking, I started to manifest and think about Buddhist deities and Hindu deities and Hebraic deities and ancient Ethiopian deities. So as I started doing that, I started invoking them mentally. And you notice my tongue started getting tired because now they wanted, I'm, in a minute I was going to be speaking in tongues. Everybody wanted to talk. But this is, they're saying your time to get attention. You know what I mean? So, so relax. Um... So there was a story of a man who, who sought for healing. And he was a man who was blind. And as I'm speaking, I'm going to um, synthesize some of the stories together because it's the, the, the story, like I said, it, it exists across several different um, platforms and systems, right? So what happened was... Um, Good dawning, Ia Arlene Adams. You know, 
Um, so what happened was, uh, basically, Yahweh Shai came upon this man, right? Man was blind. And peace, Esme. And this, this Christ avatar or incarnation, right? It's important to understand about avatars and all of this. Then you'll understand why so many of these stories across the world link up. You know, you realize you're, <laughs> they're avatars of one energy. Sometimes, but sometimes they're not. You got to be careful. You know, sometimes it's a little bit of a truth. It's a lot of truth with a little lie, which toxifies the entire system. Got to be careful. Um, but anyway, so he's with this blind man. And the blind man, of course, wants to be healed. So he says, okay, walk with me. Right? Now, that's the important thing. Now, I want you for the, for a moment to imagine uh, if you were blind, right? And one of the things about being blind and not having any vision, one of, one of the things there is that you're very vulnerable. Because when you're, when you're blind, you know, just think about even when you're in your home and, um, you know, somebody comes, you know, when, when you're in a home for a long time, you kind of get used to the sounds of that home. And let's say somebody comes into that home or you hear like a door open or, you know, you're upstairs or you're in a room far away from the front door or, or even the back door. And, and it, let's say it could be nighttime, it could be dark or whatever, and you hear a noise, you know, you sometimes it's startling or you're like who's there who's that who's that you know until you you know maybe if you live with your family you start calling out every single name you know until somebody answers you know is that Raheem is that you Raheem you know is that Keisha Latoya you know Jennifer Pamela Angela Renee you know is there anyone from around the way you know so you start calling out everybody's names and somebody says yo yeah it's, it's me whatever and then you could be settled. So, you know, just imagine not having vision. And as a result of not having vision, you're just, you're a bit more vulnerable to things that are happening in the world, you know? And so when you want to be healed and you want to be able to see, um, you have to trust uh, someone who can bring vision or like for, for some people who wear eyeglasses, you know, I know you're supposed to get like periodic um, eye exams. Like I, I, I have eyeglasses, but I stopped wearing them. I think there's even a couple of videos with me wearing my glasses because I was reading questions. I stopped wearing them, though, because I don't want to wear them anymore. Um, <laughs> you know, and I just I don't like crutches in my life. You know, I don't like crutches. So you can you can strengthen your eyesight yourself. But nonetheless, um when we want to see, you know, we go to the eye doctor and the eye doctor tunes us up, you know, and, you know, nose can see things that we can't see. <laughs> so sometimes you'll be looking at a chart and the chart will be, they say, oh, read what's on the chart. And you'd be like, I see a B, a nine. And the eye doctor knows like, no, those were two P's. You know, I see an E and I, that, that was a C, <laughs> you know, and, um, you know, they, they, they tune you up, give you another prescription, whatever, and, you know, give you an even bigger crutch so your eyesight can get even weaker. But anyway, I'm not going to get off onto that one. So 
Um, in this particular story, you had someone who recognized that they needed to go to an eye doctor. They needed to, they needed vision, right? So he says, walk with me. Now just imagine, and different stories, it, it, it expounds on what that walk was because, you know, imagine when you, if you go to a healer and, and you're, you can't see and the healer says, okay, walk with me. You can imagine what, what happens is, you know, you're probably not going to walk in silence. It's going to be some kind of, of talk, like, you know, um, some of the things you may have read in some of those ancient scriptures, maybe some of those things or that, that, that rhetoric or that theology was repeated in the moments of those walks. You know, don't fear, I'm with you. You know, uh, we walk by faith and not by sight. You know, these different things that may have been said during that walk. And then when they stopped, you know, imagine this, you know, you're going to someone from heal for healing and you can't see. You're blind. And you hear, because remember, he spit on it. He spit on his eyes. And I'm trying to do it in a way so I don't spit on the, the screen. But you hear that. I mean, think about what your first reaction would be. You go to someone to be to be healed and you hear him, you hear him hawk spit. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, you feel something on your eyes. Because you remember, he asked him, he said, can you see now? You see? And then he, he said, I see men as if they walking as if they are trees. You see? I see men as if they are trees. So what happened at that moment, he saw the light. He saw the light. However, his vision wasn't clear yet. Now, I want you to understand something about vision. I want you to understand something about this story to learn something about vision. A lot of times we'll get a sprinkle of something. We'll get a we'll get a we'll get a hint out of, of a promise and then we'll run with it. You know, so our vision gets a little bit better, but it's not as they say, um twenty twenty vision, you know, or or perfect vision, right? Um so we'll get a little taste of a vision. We'll say, Okay, I'm good. I I'm I'm good from here. I got this, thank you. I could take it from here. And now we start to apply and implement all of the ideas that we have. We're no longer at that point using faith knowledge or unseen knowledge or occult, you know, because occult is unseen, you know, the unseen culture. But we're no longer using that unseen knowledge and that unseen knowing that was given to us by the divine. But now we start to interject all of our ideas once we just got a glimmer and we don't stay with the eye doctor because, you know, when it when the eye doctor is turning that thing and they're saying, OK, you know, or, or they they um I haven't been the eye doctor. In, I don't know, it's about 20 years, I think um, I got the one pair of glasses and I'm like, I ain't doing this no more. <laughs> I'm done with glasses, you know, but I remember the eye doctor was changing lenses. And then they were getting clearer and clearer and clearer and clearer, right? Now, from the first time it got clearer, I could have been like, you know, oh, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Even though I know it wasn't completely clear, but maybe I didn't want to admit my vulnerability. Maybe I didn't want to share, like, how blind I really am, you know, or maybe um, I feel like I'm doing this and, and I don't have humility. And I'm really, you know, it's, it's like when people 
listen to my segments and you know, especially when I was doing a live and the call-ins and not have certain people who would call in every single Chief Speaks, ask question after question after question after question after question after question after question, and then would turn around and say that they're self-taught. You see, they would they would then put in the chat or say, well, you know, I've been doing this by myself all this time and nobody helps me. I'm self-taught. But meanwhile, every seven days, you're prepping me with three, three to four questions. That's a class. And then you're listening to me speak for two to three hours and answer everybody. You're that's like that's like a, a your class, you're taking three three credits in a chief speaks class. You're, you're in school, you know, so you are being taught. So sometimes we have that level of arrogance where um, we get a little bit of vision. We see the light, but we 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 don't stay long enough to get clarity. We just stay long enough to get a little bit of light. So we're looking at people walk by and we think they're trees, right? So what happened was, peace, Nadia, he stayed longer with him. And when he stayed longer with him, he said, okay, let's do this again. And then he healed him. And now he had 20-20 vision. He could see perfectly clear, right? So... How did that happen? And here's an important thing. And the story is the same. And 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 Buddhist law, like I said, I'm not going to call all these deities again because then they're going to be trying to talk me out to suppress them again. But it, this, the story repeats itself in many different systems. And the thing that always um, interested me about the story. One was the spit thing. Because I'm like, if I'm sitting there blind and I hear someone hawk spit, I got to have a certain level of faith to not like, yo, whoa, 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 what's happening? <laughs> you know, what, what, you, what are you lubricating? You know, um, number one. And then number two is the person I just met. And then they spit on my eyes. You know, that's usually something that's worth swinging on somebody for. Usually, you know, uh, I guess depending on the circumstances, you know, or the request. But um, it always fascinated me that that's how the healing occurred. And then on top of that, we know he could have just healed him in one shot. He, he, did, he did more than that in like one shot. Why did he take two shots to do it? And then you start to realize that the healing that we receive and <laughs> what did the spit represent? Well, I guess that's a study question for you, Andrew. Um, <laughs> so then what happens is during that time of, of staying with him and walking with him, his faith for his own healing increased. And his capacity for clearer vision increased because peace, Ia Aldere, because he stayed within the presence of what it was that was going to empower and invigorate him. You see, so a lot of times our vision is not clear because we're jumping in and out of our pool and our source for where we receive that vision. You see, like, um, I get people who come to me for reading sometimes, but 
they're not really committed to the to the culture and the lifestyle and the character that's required that associates the vision. But they get excited by the vision. So sometimes what happens, people come to me for readings and like they'll say, I think you're you're holding back on me, Chief. There's more that you could say that you're not saying. And like I always say, there's always more that I could say that I'm not saying. Well, just tell me everything. No, you ain't, I'm, you're not ready for everything. You know, and part of that sometimes is because you got one foot in and one foot out. So even if even if I if I gave the vision in front of you like like that man, you would think that it's it's trees. Meanwhile, when it's, it's men walking around you and you think they're trees because your vision isn't clear because you haven't received enough enough of this faith walk. You haven't received enough of this experience. You don't have enough skin in the game to even understand your own vision. And the little light that you that you received was just enough to let you know you're in the right place. But some people are, are so self-sabotaging that even once they receive that light that lets them know that they're in the right place, they'll still drift. They'll still mentally drift other places. And, and I've seen some of my students get so frustrated witnessing other people do that. They were here and they were learning this and they were learning that. And now they're over here and, you know, some people don't have the strength for the faith walk. So therefore the vision over time, the vision gets blurrier and blurrier and blurrier to eventually now they're blind again. They're vulnerable again. And once they're vulnerable to attack again, oftentimes they do get attacked and then they come back again. Oh, Bob, I remember I was going through the notes in the, in the reading that you gave me back in 2017 or 2016, and I'm still working through that. And it doesn't take you three, four years to work through notes in the reading. You got a little light and then threw that notebook to the side or threw those notes on your phone or that recording on your phone. You threw it to the side and went off and did something else. You see? And now what happened is you started getting blind again. You got a little bit of light. And I said, okay, here's a light. Here's the vision. These are the things that you do to, to, to put the vision into manifestation, to bring it into place. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. You did a whole bunch of that. Then, then you put it to the side. Now what was now light now becomes dark again. And it happens every time. And then they reach back out. Oh, yeah. Or they reach my assistant. They'll email my assistant and say, I got a reading done two years ago, and I just want some clarity on the reading. You got all the clarity you needed right there in the moment. Peace, Michelle. You got everything you needed right there in the moment. But you drifted off because you didn't want to take that faith walk. Or like the people who sometimes come and, I, and they say, I want more of this. I, I love what this is. Okay, maybe you might want to apply for our new, you know, apply for the ministry. Okay, yeah, uh, uh, maybe I'll do that. But what if I just want to work with you? No, well, I'm not, no, I'm not, no. But you can join the ministry, you know. So so you don't want to continue this, this walk. Or, or, you, or you have an idea yourself of what you want it to be. Well, I want to be right up underneath Chief. And Chief going to turn me into a powerful priest. Or Chief going to turn me into a powerful witch. Because I want to glorify myself. So I'm going to get him to turn me into those things. And I'm not going to follow. The, he's telling me, walk with me. Come on and walk with me. And I, and I don't want to walk with him. I just want what I want. And I want it in the place that I am, which means that there's no evol evolution. That means there's no growth. You see? So vision is coupled and tied to your ability to take the walk.
You've heard me say that before, right? When I've done segments and I'm like, just take the ride. I'm saying the same exact thing, but I just use the word ride as opposed to take the walk. Just take the ride. Just trust that I'm that I'm bringing you somewhere and it's going to increase your clarity. Because some people, you know, I look at sometimes the retention rates on the videos, you know, and how long before people click away and leave and things like that. Or I know some people, they jump into the video just to say, peace, chief, to show me that they're here. <laughs> the games people play. They want to show me that they're here. <laughs> but they, I know that they leave. But that way later, when they want something, they can say, yeah, Chief, I've been following your segments. You've not been following my segments. I'm not stupid. Um, a wise man can see evil from afar. And actually, there's a proverb that says a wise man sees evil from afar and then, and then moves the, uh, turns the other way. You know, but when there's wisdom in you, you can see I can see your con game self a mile away. You, you, you're not fooling anybody. <laughs> you know, why? Because my vision is clear. Why is my vision so clear? Because I'm on the faith walk. I'm walking the red road, road of life. I've decided to take that path. You see, so I don't know everything. And if I knew, if I knew everything, I would be everybody's deity. You know, um, but the deity that I speak about is so far beyond my understanding and so far beyond my imagination that, you know, I'll be going for my entire life. I'll be seeking to get comprehension of what of how that deity thinks. Right. Um, but that walk is so critical to increase sight, to increase vision. And it's not just enough to see a little light. You know, like sometimes I talk to people who they get readings and they say, man, I went to the psychic and they were accurate. It was a good reading. And I'll say, well, how, what, what made it a good reading? Oh, because, you know, they were saying so many things that only, you know, they wouldn't know unless they this, that, that, that. And then I'll share like we all have gifts. And just because someone can intuit something or see something, it doesn't mean that they have good character. My battery is dying. Um. I'm wondering if I should even plug it in. <laughs> All right, I'm plugging in. Give me a second. Give me a second. soon enough well if it dies then i didn't plug it in <laughs> yeah uh, but um <laughs> i was just gonna let it die out but yeah so the vision becomes a critical thing like i said when you see in that story 
but it, it becomes clear vision becomes a critical thing. So that's why that's how a lot of times, you know, if you've gotten the vision from the divine first, when you're functioning upon an idea, or if you just allowed yourself to be shown a little bit of light, but didn't really allow yourself to actually go through the experience to get that 2020 vision. And a lot of people are operating off of a little bit of light, you know, like I'll give you an example when um, I was initiated into Ifa, you know, one of the things that I noticed is that a lot of people are Omo Ifa. You know, Peace Didi's Alchemy, they go for the first set of initiations. But, oh, and Gypsy Gray, I just saw you. I guess you popped up while I was plugging my, my jaw in. But um, they go for that first set of initiations. And then they come back to America and they tell everybody they're Babalao. <laughs> they tell everybody they're Babalao now. <laughs> and of course, people don't know. You know, people don't know how, how it works. So they're like, okay, Baba, like, call you Baba, call you Baba. All right, you know. And Omo Ifa means I'm a child of Ifa. It doesn't mean I am um, Peace Ken 171. It doesn't mean I'm a father, Peace Quantum Love. You know, father means is Babalao. Baba, Baba Elawo, you know, uh, is the is the, the longer version, but you know, Baba Lao. So I, I saw that when I was getting initiated, because when I received my Omo Ifa, I didn't even tell anybody, because I was like, ain't really nothing to tell. Like, you know, it just means now that I'm, I can, I can study and I can learn, but I'm a child of this thing. So I don't, you know, I don't have any extra authority or anything that I had, you know, because prior to that, I was just, uh, you know, not just, but I was an Awo of Ogun, an Ogun priest. So I'm, I'm still an Ogun priest. That's the only thing that I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm strong and certified in. And now I'm just learning. So it's like I, I enrolled in school, if you will. But I'm looking at so many people. And I'm like, you didn't get your full initiation. You didn't. What are you doing? <laughs> you know, so I eventually then... Um, you know, through, after a lot of study and things like that, became um, Awo Ifa or a priest of Ifa or Babalao, you know. And there's very few. Most of the people running around here saying that Babalaos are not actually Babalaos, but again, you don't know. So that's, that's <laughs> you know, so that's an example of what I'm speaking about in terms of sometimes we get light, but we don't get the clear vision. So, like, when that man was, was healed and he had to walk, see, that was the key. I got to make myself vulnerable. I got to walk with this individual I don't know who's going to heal me. And then sometimes what happens is the way you get healed or the way you come into that vision, it, it doesn't look pretty. You know what I mean? It doesn't look the way you want. Like I said, imagine you got your eyes closed. You, you're vulnerable. You can't see. Somebody says, well, take a walk with me. So if I take a walk with you, that means now that I you have to guide me. Because I'm blind and I don't know you. <laughs> I don't know you, man. So I have to trust you to guide me. When you say, to, I don't know if you take me somewhere to sacrifice me, you know. So not only are you guiding me, but then while you're guiding me and you're talking to me about these things and these ideas and these concepts that I've never heard before because you're, you're a reincarnated avatar bringing something. Then on top of that, you didn't spit on me. I hear, you know, so... It takes an enormous amount of faith for me to be like, whoa, 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 whoa. What was, what is this? What are you doing? 
know. But like I said, you spit on me and then I see light. Oh, I can see light. You know, and sometimes we think light is division. You know, and we're we're not vulnerable enough to admit that like when he said, Yo, I, I see men, I see men I see uh trees walking as if they are men. You know, and st- like he could have lied and be like, Yeah, I see it, I got this, I'm good, thank you, you know, and gave him a pound like, you know, good looking out. You know, but he said, no, I, I, I see. And I don't know if what I'm seeing is what life is or is if this is off, you know. Now, sometimes that becomes our esoteric visions and dreams and our pursuits. Sometimes we're in such hot pursuit for the occult because so it's so exotic. <laughs> it's so exciting. And there's no real clarity there. You see, there's no real... You could study occult deities all day, but how should you eat? How should you mate? How should you interact with people? How should you um, approach finances? How should you approach land? How should you approach husbandry, where you're actually having to be the master of a home? How should you approach wifery or, or, or being the mistress of a home? You know, and all these different things, most of the time, almost 100% of the time, you're not going to find that in your esoteric studies, you see. And sometimes people are very comfortable not finding it because then it doesn't hold them accountable to anything. But when your deity says, take a walk with me, and you think about the power of walking with your deity and what happens when you're called to be transfigurated, right? Because you cannot walk with a deity and come back the same. You know what I mean? Like sometimes I see certain people who claim to be teachers but one of the first things they want to show you is how down to earth they are. <laughs> That's the first thing they want to show you, you know? So like they'll do videos of them, like with bottles and, and, and playing trap music and things like that or smoking and using a lot of profanity because they want to show you like, yeah, I'm deep and I got all this information, but you know, I'm, I'm just like you. Well, that means you didn't you didn't go through your, your pain yet. You didn't go through your struggle because it's only through your struggle that you see the face of your creator. So when that individual was being healed of his sight, he got spit on by his creator. <laughs> and you're talking about the son of man. So the son of man being spit on by the sun is being hit by a solar flare. It was said that solar flares, I did a whole segment on it. I don't remember the name of that show, to be honest with you. Um... But I spoke about that actual mythology and, and the idea in ancient Kemet of the sun would spit and those were the solar flares and sometimes the spit would hit the earth and then it would create these serpents, right? But anyway, but so whether you were hit in the eye with a solar flare and now you can see or you were hit in the eye with saliva, either way, it most likely is not a, a pleasant experience that builds up and brings you to your place of, of high vision or your place of clear vision. So then even after that, I still don't, I still can't really see, see, see. So I got to walk with you some more. I got to hear some more rhetoric. <laughs> you know, I got to hear some more things which are increasing and building my faith and my capacity to even receive the healing, to receive the vision. Like I spoke about yesterday, the vision is revealed based on our capacity to receive that vision. So the more that I'm taking this faith walk, like Elijah or, or like Musa or Moshe, you know, the more that I'm taking that walk, the more I'm not only being transfigured, but I'm growing. When you think about uh, Musa, 
going to, to the mountaintop to speak to Oya. And then coming back down and his hair was white. And he's like, yo, you're different. You you different, different. You ain't the same no more, Musa. You know, um, because, yeah, I, I stood in the shadow of my creator. Now, imagine if that creator spit in your face, spit in your eyes and, and, and put that on your eyes. You know, we speak about the value of saliva a lot of times in hoodoo work using guinea pepper or alligator pepper or or uh, grains of paradise or afoon or osun and so many different elements we use. And then we use the saliva after it builds up, even tobacco saliva, and we use that for particular works and stuff like that. Um, but that's all just, you know, some, sometimes you got to learn, sometimes you, you, you learn things by pretending things. Peace, Anna Maria. You know, like in a relationship, now here's where the here's where the D's are coming. I know it. <laughs> in a relationship, you know, um, a woman gets to practice obedience to the Creator by practicing on on her husband, you know, on her mate, on her master, on her man. That's where she gets. I know. <laughs> uh, but that's where she gets. That's where she gets to practice that. Peace, Kenneth Williams. You know, so. There's a value in some of the things that we go through as ritual. We think we're supposed to keep doing it over and over and over and over. And it's not, it's not really that. There's a, there's a practicing that happens. And when that practicing happens, then we're able to now build up to a larger vision. You see, it's, it's not about just what we're doing here on the earth. You know, and, and the vision is never just going to be something that's going to be totally earthbound unless our thinking and our mind is totally earthbound. And in that case, it would be our own personal vision, our own personal idea, and then we got to personally figure out how to make it happen. But who would have known, like, I'm going to be healed of, of my blindness by walking with someone, letting them spit on me, and then walking some more with them, and then they touch me again. You see? So is that like an anointing? You know, like, what is that? You know, I'll let you figure that out. But, you know, so it's just important to kind of peace, Cassie. Derwin, Derwin, how you doing? How you doing? You know, what you doing? How your mama doing? How your daddy doing? Uh, peace, brother Christian. But, um, yeah, that's that's really what I wanted to share. I don't want to go too, too far into it because it can go really far. You talk about vision and the intermingling of vision and faith, but without that faith, there is no vision. You you, you can't receive clear vision. You, you know what I mean? It's just not going to happen. Um, you might get some light, and like I said, you got readers, you got spiritualists, you got diviners, you got seers who got who can give you some light. They might got a little light, but start trying to get some clarity from them and watch what happens. Watch how quickly things fall apart. <laughs> You know, like 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 the classic text. You know, things fall apart. Watch how quickly things fall apart, <laughs> because a lot of times people were so um, unfaithful to the original vision that you know they started mixing and matching things. You know, and always be careful with that. You know, when someone is is mixing something, sometimes people will start you off with a certain humility towards the creator, and and you know whether they're a teacher or leader imam pastor whatever it is that you got you know whatever it is that you're working with you know and um uh, they'll start you off with you know like talking about 
the creator and, and the divine and things like that. And then eventually they'll start throwing some other stuff in it. You see, and eventually that other stuff will steer you away from the divine. And that's always the intention. Sometimes you can see it from the, from, from the rip. Like that's what this is going to be. People who use mind control a lot, they use that. Um, there's, there's somebody I know in the social media conscious community. Um, he does that a lot. He used, he, I notice whenever he talks, he uses the word believe. And it's, it's to instill a certain spiritual thing in you by using that word. So he'll, you know, when people ask him questions, like he's, he's a scammer. So he'd be like, you know, I, I believe that we're going to be able to do it on this date, or I believe it's going to happen, or I'm believing that this is going to, I'm believing that's going to, you know, always using that word belief to try to tap into that spiritual nature that we all have inside of us. And it's just a tool for mind control. You know, never, nothing is never concrete because there's never a clear vision because you never took the full walk. You know, after that, that first spit in the eye and you woke up, you, I'm good. I'm good now. But you walking around thinking trees are people. So you really not good. You're really not good. <laughs> you don't really have clear vision, but you got just enough to get people to listen to you. Grow. You got just enough to get people to listen to you. You see, but ask for clarity and see how testy people start to get. Hey, anybody watch the Lord Jamar podcast? You got I mean? Anybody watch that podcast? I wonder what Lord Jamar and Rod Digger did an interesting one. Yes. Uh, not yesterday. A couple of days ago with somebody like that. Um, I ain't mentioning no names, <laughs> but he asked somebody for clarity and the person got irate and went crazy because there ain't no clarity in them. <laughs> you know, Lord Jamal's already squinty eyed. We so you can't even see his eyeballs. You know, so he he asked for clarity. He need that clarity. You know, um, but you know that's one of the ways that you can kind of know and you can kind of tell that someone is operating from their own idea and not necessarily operating from um, a divine vision. You know, you ask me things about Anu. I don't tell everybody what the full vision is because that's just not wise. It's stupid. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, it, <laughs> that's just not wise, you know, especially online. You say, okay, we're doing this and then we're going to do that. And we currently got this and this and that. And, you, you know, you, you don't do that. But um, there are people behind the scenes who do know, yeah, this is what's happening. And we just acquired this. We, we're doing that. We're doing that. And then eventually this is what's what it's going to look like. And, and this is what, you know, da, da, da. there are people who have that. And the vision is very clear. There's no stuttering. That's another sign of someone who's, you know, like conscious stamp scammers. You know, a couple things they do. I was thinking about doing a video on that, actually, like the signs of it. But I, I, it just it feels so lowbrow. Like I'm tired of talking. I never talked about it, really, but I'm just tired of them. You know what I mean? I don't even want to give it energy on, on that level. You know, I just sense that if I keep teaching at a higher level, you'll be able to see things for yourself. And if you can't, you probably don't want to <laughs> because they represent something that's in you. But, you know, there's, there's a couple of traits there. Uh, one, one thing they stutter a lot, you know, you start asking them questions and they start stuttering or they, or they make purposeful, um, 
they make purposeful um, grammatical errors in their speech and in their literary writings. And they use poor grammar to find easy marks and easy targets, right? People who are not really going to ask critical questions or do any type of real research into what it is that they're doing. So let's say, for instance, if I have a donation page on a website and like there's a bunch of words that are spelled wrong, I spelled donation wrong, and then you hear me speak and I'm I'm saying, yeah, you know, I'm trying to conversate with y'all. You know, I'm talking like that instead of saying, you know, I'm making an attempt to converse with you. You know, so somebody who may be a little further along may say, well, conversate is not a word, you know, and this man just said that he's this and he's done this and he's done that and he doesn't even know how to use proper grammar um i'm out of here i'm gonna go somewhere else but the people who don't know that conversate is not a word will still feel comfortable and cool so now once i see what's left after i i i sift through you know using you know a lot of belief you know, like I, I'll use, I believe, I believe, I believe, conversate, and you know, um, ain't and they ain't even gonna, and no, nobody, ain't nobody gonna know nothing, and, and I'm doing a lot of talking like that, and so now what happens is I'm pulling in more people who feel comfortable in that space, but I'm also filtering out people who may be employing critical thinking, because I, I don't want them around. I don't want the critical thinkers anywhere near me, because the critical thinkers are gonna be able to eventually see through my scam. They're going to see through the con or they're going to start asking me critical questions or asking me to reveal at least um, clear and defined aspects of the vision that I can't I can't deliver because there ain't no divine vision. <laughs> I just got a little bit of light, you know, and and you know, what I mean, and I'm bringing you in with that. Um, so now I use that purposely as a filtering tactic. Now, whoever's left, I know I can just work them. I can work them left, right, up, down, <laughs> in the middle, all around. You know what I mean? I, I can work them. So sometimes they use that purposely. Like you'll see certain flyers and advertisements and stuff. And you'd be like, this was spelled wrong and that was spelled wrong. And you're thinking like they were just hasty <laughs> in their delivery. You know, peace, Arisha. And that's not what it was at all. They, um, it's, it's an actual technique that they use. And there's a bunch of them. You know, there's, there's a bunch of them. But, um... Peace, Ayana, Ayana. When you when you learn to walk with the giver of a vision and stay in that space energetically, emotionally, and mentally, like I said, you become wise to a level where you see that stuff a mile away. You see it like clear as day. Like you can see the nose on your face. You know, it's it's clear as day. And there'll always be people who will advocate for those other people because they've been wrapped up in a belief. I believe in this person. I believe in that person. I believe in what they're trying to do. Belief, 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 belief. But is there a clarity of knowing faith vision? Because faith is a knowing. It's not a belief. Peace, Diedrich. Um, It's a knowing. It's not a belief. You know, do you know the person? Do you know the vision? At any level, at any step. No, you don't. <laughs> you don't, you know. Uh, because they didn't stay long enough. Peace, Paula Sanchez. They didn't stay long enough in um, the presence of the creator 
to get clarity, to get vision. Imagine if Musa, when he went up the mountain and spoke to Oya, if he would have left before he got the commandments. Imagine if he would have just been like, yo, I went up there, I saw a storm cloud, she was wilding. <laughs> you know what I mean? And 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 I came back down. Well, what did she tell you? I'm not clear, but I just know that the Almighty is real. I know that. And let's just start functioning on that. And then the people say, well, the Almighty's real, so what should we do? And then now what Musa would have to do is start implementing his own ideas. Okay, well, um, let's see. I walked up a mountain and I saw the Almighty, so I'm thinking we should live near the mountains. Let's do that. And the Almighty came in a storm cloud, so we'll call the Almighty Storm. And, you know, well, but how should we live our life? How should we do this? How, we, how should we do that? Um, maybe we should sacrifice trees to the Almighty because it's a storm cloud and sometimes lightning hits trees and the trees split. So I think the Almighty eats light, eats trees. So we're going to start sacrificing trees, right? It got a little bit of light, but didn't stay long enough to get the vision or suffer through the transfiguration of what the vision would have would have brought which is he came back down the mountain hair was white and all that like you know what I mean he was aged he, he, he went up as Musa and came down as Obatala <laughs> you know and, and then he was Orumila once he saw that they had created you know um, an image to Hetheru and he said okay now I gotta bring the law I gotta be Orumila up in this guy I, you know I gotta be the law bringer these big ass heavy rocks and carried these big rocks all the way from the top to the bottom. I didn't drop one or anything like that. I, now I gotta do this over again. You know what I mean? So that's someone who was willing to stay to get the full vision because they had faith. You know, they were willing to move beyond blind faith. I see somebody put in the chat that blind faith leads to something. No, not necessarily that. Um, remember, like I said in the story. It wasn't blind faith because this was an individual who was blind, but that master teacher, that master avatar said, walk with me. That was the key. Walk with me. So in the moment that he walked, you, like I said, you know, he was telling him, you know, he was dropping gems on him while he was walking with him. So as he's dropping gems on him, his, his knowing is increasing. He's getting smarter. He's becoming more aware. He's becoming more sentient, even without physical sight. But he's now developing an internal spiritual sight you, you, you see what i'm saying so that internal spiritual sight now you know as within so without as above so below where the mind goes the, the body will follow so now as he's developing internal sight because faith come by hearing you know and hearing by the word of god as as it says um and we walk by faith and not by sight right um, just throwing all those little gems. And he's probably throwing them gems while they're walking. Boop, 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 boop. And he's going in. He's like, yeah, it makes it. Yeah, okay. Ooh, wow. And then now they're firing off. So now when he spits on his head, now he's just like, I, I spit some gems. Now, now, now I'm going to spit, spit. And, and the light comes. You see? So he was healed, not necessarily by blind faith. He was, he was healed by his, his courage in his faith to take the walk or like I say take the ride come on take the ride with me <laughs> he was willing to take the ride and in that ride there were some gems you know it's just like sometimes when people um, they tune in because they want a specific thing 
or like I shared with someone yesterday, sometimes people join I knew because they like the spiritual information that I have, and that's all they want. And I've had people say that a lot of times, well, I just want the spiritual information. Go somewhere else. Go read a book. You, you, can, you can get a lot of stuff out of books. <laughs> you know, if you just want information. Um, this is bigger than that. You're going to have to take a walk, and as you're taking a walk, what's being determined along the way is your ability to extrapolate gems you know so like in everything that i'm saying even in this moment every sentence has a gem inside of it even when i'm sharing with you right now there's a gem inside of it you see um and some people can break things down word by word why do he say this and not say that why does chief never say jesus why does he never use the word jesus but i hear him talk about scripture why does he always call scripture lore why does he always say in in bible lore but he doesn't just say in the bible what is he talking about you know why didn't he mention the name of the person who was healed of their sight why didn't he talk about the town they were in at that time why, why what the hell is he doing <laughs> now some have faith and know no when he when i talk I know what I'm saying. I'm not just rambling. You know, every single word is, is picked out specifically because I'm a man. Men men would, would never ramble, you know, because then that would mean that they're they're functioning and communicating from a place other than their deep consciousness. And if they were doing anything other than that, we'd have to question their manhood. If there's no light, if they're not speaking from light and they're speaking from dark, that's not their that's not what they're supposed to do. You know, they're supposed to will light out of the dark. They're supposed to extrapolate light from the dark. You know, but um, like I said, so as he's talking, he's dropping gems, boom, 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 boom. and dude is, is. And remember, he's if he said walk with me, that means like he's probably got his hand on his shoulder. He's touching him. He's in touch. You see, or maybe he was holding his hand and he was walking and got him along or holding his, his, his arm or his elbow or something like that. But either way, he's touching the word. That's the key. He's touching the logos. He's touching the word. And not only is he touching the logos and touching the word, but he's now walking by the word and walking by the logos. You see? So not that you would just be hearers of, of the word, but you would also be doers of the word. There's a difference. You see, you can hear what I'm talking about and be like, yeah, that's deep. That's pretty good. Thanks. And then you go and keep acting like a moron outside of this. Or you could say, based on the things that I'm learning here and I'm hearing here, I'm going to start living my life by those principles. Well, that's when your faith will increase and that's when your vision will increase and your potential to channel healing into your own life. And that's why every three years you or every year you won't be sitting on somebody's mat crying. You know, because another relationship collapsed, because another business didn't work out, because you're going through depression all over again and all these different things because you saw a little bit of light, but you're unwilling to take the walk and you're unwilling to stay in touch. Oh, thank you, Quantum Love. Appreciate that. Thank you so very much, Quantum Love. I know I always say your whole I like your your uh, screen name. <laughs> so I always I don't just say like quantum quantum love is a good choice. But um you're willing to touch and you're willing to take that walk. You, you know what I'm saying? Um 
how many people don't? How many people just listening to this right now, just like, oh, okay, yeah, Chief got good information, got good information. <laughs> and then they go and do whatever dumb thing <laughs> they were they were already doing. Yeah, after I listen to Chief, then I go over to uh, you know, uh uh what's that site? Red Red Tube, I think it is. I know Pornhub is one. I think it's called Red Tube or something like that. You know, I, I don't really, I don't do porno. I don't really do it. So, um, but yeah, after I listen to Chief, I go over to Red Tube and Pornhub and rub one out. You know what I mean? Then I then I go get my breakfast and you know what I mean? Like, is this just a part of your your hearing routine where you're hearing, um, but you're not hearing to increase faith? And sometimes that that's because what you you choose to surround yourself with or by is not faith inducing. You know what I mean? Sometimes you got to stay in the presence. You see what I'm saying? And staying in the presence sometimes means, you know, um, I'm going to listen to inspirational music or, you know, I'm going to make sure every seven days I read a book and I read a book that that is is inspiring or helps me to grow or helps me to evolve but keeps me in, in the in the presence of all things that are good all things that are beneficial and all things that are centered on who i consider and what i consider my originator to be i'm not going to drift off into stupidness even though the stupidness may may feel good or it may be habitual but i'm kind of i'm going to kind of stay in this presence you know what i'm saying um i, I knew a guy like that years ago um he was a preacher's kid but um like every time i got in his car man he's playing gospel every time and like i'd be like yo this is like is this this all you listen to like you really you really just oh thank you gypsy gray i appreciate it from you too appreciate that you know what i mean and i'd be like yo is this like really all you like you just listen to gospel like that's that's really your thing like that's your thing that's what you do and he's like, yeah, like, you know, I don't, I don't like listening to that other stuff, man. I don't like what it, you know, I don't like how it feels. And I, and, you know, I respected it. I wasn't like, come on, man, turn on this. <laughs> you know, it's his car. You know what I mean? I, I, I respected it and I respected where he was coming from. I had another friend like, well, we're still friends. Actually, I'm still friends with the other guy too. Um, he's a, he's a well-known keyboard player now. He, he plays for a lot of different um, groups that are out now he's like he's musical director on a lot of tours and stuff like that so he's he's done he, he's done really well the music has taken him really far you know um but i had another friend like well have another friend like that who um he was in church all the time now for me i always thought oh thank you shannon i appreciate it appreciate it shannon <laughs> um he was always in church, like all the all the time. And I, for me, I'd say even to some degree, even now, I always thought it was kind of suspect men in church all the time. You know what I mean? Um, especially if you got a wife at home, you know, and you're there but she's not there. Like, mm, that's uh, you gotta you got you gotta look out. <laughs> Might be some other stuff happening. But um, this brother I've known for a long time and I knew him when he first got out the joint you know he, he was he, he was down for a couple of years for about five six years he was down and he came home and um he came home he was um saved you, you know he was he was saved right so in church constantly right 
And I recognize that he had to be. Oh, good, good looking, Ricochet. I appreciate it, man. I appreciate it. Give thanks, man. Yeah, give thanks for the super chats. Gateway to my vision. I walk by faith. Yeah, yeah. Walk with faith and by it. You know, both of it. You're absolutely right. But um, yeah, man. He um, I I, I messed with him about it one day. I was like, Yo, you always up in that joint. Like you, you know what I'm saying? Like. It ain't no heat in your, your house. And he was like, man, if, I, if I'm not up in there as much as I am, man, I'm going to be back out in them streets, man. I'm going to go out back out there and do something crazy. You know, so I recognized he needed that strengthening at that time. You know, that's why one of the things I never, I never, people have said that to me before. Yeah, you don't like Christians. You don't, you don't even know me. You don't have a clue. Like, I don't have anything against the Christian church. I don't, you know, I tell my members, you better stay the hell up out of there. <laughs> like, there's a lot of wickedness inside of there. And you definitely are not really going to hear the word of the creator inside of there. But for a social experience, some of them are very social and some of them are very loving and some of them are very supporting. So from that perspective, you know, if you're missing family and, you know, you, you want to be in an environment where somebody kind of is will be accountable for you, you know, say, Hey, I didn't see you last Sunday. You're okay. How's everything going? You know, uh, you know, I, I saw you walking to work the other day. Is, is did you, your car break down? You know, people will give you cars and will make sure you ate a meal and stuff like that. So from that perspective, it's awesome. You won't even find that in the culture community. Culture communities are not even that, that tightly strong where you got children running around and growing up with each other and stuff like that. And, and who are engaging in activities together and grow up together. So it's great in that sense. And like for my, my brother, um, it was great because he went through something that and was still kind of in, in the midst of something that could have still pulled him into a lifestyle that um, was just very destructive. It was destructive for him. It was destructive for his, his children. It was destructive for his, well, his spouse, at that time, she actually stayed in the, she was, she stayed in the life and she's actually, uh, she, she died, um, in the street. She was murdered, you know, um, but he was trying to clean things up and kind of redeem things for him and his children. And he has, he has his, actually his, his daughter died recently. Unfortunately, he's now raising his grandchild, um, because his daughter died, but, um, yeah, but like, like I was saying, you know, for some, they need to stay in that space where their healing first came. So for him, that's where the healing first came. Like, it is what it is. You know, um, it's fine. <laughs> you know, like I said, I don't have anything against that. There's levels to this thing. There's levels. But the, the, the key is we have to stay in the presence. Like when he was walking, he touched him. He walked with him. He talked with him. That's how we have to be all the time. And that's how the vision gets sharper. I know. I, well, could you just said that in like, like five minutes in the beginning? The whole the whole thesis to the session was how do you sharpen the vision? Yeah, I could have said it in five minutes, but you gotta learn to take the ride with me sometimes. Wasn't it a nice ride that we went on? <laughs> all right, so I'm just gonna share that, and um, again, I'm gonna let you all get to what you need to get to, and uh, it's almost ten to eight, and I promised myself um, by eight here that I would. Get back on my mountain, <laughs> my mountain of tasks that I have. So yeah, so I'm I'm gonna uh, get ready to go do that, do that now. But uh, again, 
willfully you got something that inspired you and something that you can think about and that you can start working on um because again like i said it's about doing you know you, you hear me oftentimes say i knew it was a service ministry um you learn the most by teaching and by servicing other people it's, it's not just enough to grab it up and hoard it up for yourself but you know you got to take this walk man and you have to stay in touch you know, and that's one of the great ways to learn somebody too, even from a mating perspective. When people ask me about that and the mating thing, work with people. You want to see how people really are? Work with them. You know, I could be doing all this talking and everything, man. And then, you know, when it comes time to do some work or let's say we're building something or we're laying some cement blocks and you see me just laying in the shade, you know, drinking some lemonade or something like that and you it will start to put into perspective what I really am and who I really am in this space and even put my information in pers into perspective. But when you really see me invest and devote myself to what is sacred to me, what you're going to end up seeing me is, is me in a more pure form. When, when you get to work side by side with someone and you get to experience what they have a passion for, and let's say if you share that same flame or that same passion, you see the best of each other, you know, so truthfully and honestly, it's about the work, you know, so I see everybody saying thank you and you're more than welcome. You're more than more than welcome. And like I said, willfully, we'll just spark some thought and you'll be able to use this information to now get a better grasp of your day. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. No doubt. Baba Uchi, you're welcome. As well as James Garabaki. Every day your messages come up later in the day and I'm able to give clarity to people. Yeah, divine timing. <laughs> that synchronicity is real, you know. It's it's a real thing, you know. But yeah, I just wanted to give a little bit more vision today. That's all, you know. Um, it's love is not necessarily fear based. That may have been the wisest decision. What was that? I usually don't go through the thing. Quantum love said that's not doing it out of love for the creator, in my opinion. Just going to a building so you don't fall into sin is fear-based. Maybe. Yeah, maybe it is. You know? But there's different reasons you would go into a building, right? There's different people... There's different reasons people listen to these segments. Um, we do have fear inside of us, but we're not to be controlled and ruled by fear, but it's there for a reason. You know? Um... If, if there is danger down a certain street and I choose to go down another street every single day out of fear for that danger, that's that's a wise decision. But it's about, it's not really so much fear, it's about fortification. You know, sometimes before you go back into battle, you got to fortify first. And sometimes we don't give ourselves opportunity and time to fortify. You know, um, sometimes it's like a rubber band. Sometimes you got to spring back and you got to chamber yourself before you jump back out again. So, you know, you're somebody who's been in, when you're in, when you're in the joint and you've been incarcerated, I don't know if you've ever been incarcerated, quantum love, so I don't want to make assumptions. But um, if you've ever been incarcerated, you know, a lot of things are easy to do inside the joint, to be honest with you, because um, especially depending on the type of facility you're in, and there's, there's not as much temptation, you know, as there is when there's in the street. And you get back to familiar surroundings and some of the, the things that you're still struggling with, some of the demons that you're still struggling through. 
So to be able to be around people who think like you, who believe like you, who maybe know a little bit about your story and can give you words of encouragement, a lot of times is necessary before you jump back into the fray. Give thanks, Krishan. I appreciate it. Like this, this, this particular brother um, now actually goes into prisons. He's actually a prison chaplain now, you know, believe it or not. Um, does mental incarceration count? No, it doesn't. <laughs> it's not the same. Because you can be mentally free and physically incarcerated, you know. Um, so, no, it doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't count, no. Um, but, yeah, so, you know, and, and just keep in mind, I'm talking about church. <laughs> I'm not talking about our new. So, <laughs> it's hard to find a creator inside of a church. <laughs> so, just please put the story in context. You know, just just remember who's talking. <laughs> so so I'm not saying, yeah, he went back to church. That's the good thing. It was good for him for the like I said, there's levels to this thing. This le for the level that he was at, and you know, for the weaknesses that he had. One of his issues was a drug addiction before he went into in, into jail. He was basically y'all y'all a little young. You probably never seen the movie Superfly, but if you ever get a chance and you watch the movie Superfly. That was him. And I'm going to tell you how much a superfly that, that that he was. When they were designing the clothes for the movie Superfly for Ron O'Neill, they actually, he was, he actually modeled the clothes for the movie Superfly. It's crazy, right? And he was heavy in the streets. I don't even know how that ended up happening. But um, they actually used him to, to model, you know, um, to, to, to fashion consultants to model the clothes that Ron O'Neill was going to wear. So he was heavy, heavy, heavy in the game at that time. Yeah, priest, exactly. He was heavy in the streets. So coming home and still having a lot of that in you, but understanding that a lot of that is destructive. You know, like I had another good friend of mine once. I remember he's been, that was, that was like my partner, partner back in the days. But, um, that that was back when you know that was before chief <laughs> that was back when i was uh maybe uh, a bit more confused about um the mark i wanted to leave as a man and um you know we we partnered in some some things that um were not helpful to us or or helpful to our legacy but we prided ourselves in our proficiency right and i remember one time you know, I always had I always had church friends, right? Always because uh, because of the music, because of the music, I was a, I was a sought after musician inside of the church environment. So even though I, I didn't go to church, I knew all the church people, and then all and then I owned a barbershop, so all the church people would come to my shop to get haircuts. You know, because I didn't allow any profanity in my shop, I didn't allow any drinking, any smoking. So it was a very comfortable environment for a church person. So like all the, the deacons, the pastors, everybody came to me, right? So I remember one Friday we went out bowling. This was such a beautiful experience. Now, it, I'm not gonna use names, but it was it was me, my, I'm gonna use initials, my man D, L, this brother that I'm talking about, who was heavy, heavy in the game. We'll call him R. I mean, his name starts with R, but we'll call him R. And then there was another R. Now, the other R, he wasn't 
Like he was just a cool dude. He was, but he wasn't. He wasn't in the streets like that. Everybody else was heavy in the streets, right? So we went to. There was a bowling alley. I forget where it was, but we went to go bowling, right? Because none of us had ever really been bowling. This is just. This is me, D, R, R, L. So it's five. Five of us. Just five brothers. Just like, I don't know how we came up with this thing. Like, we're going to go bowling. Like, it was just so, it was random. It's not something like we do, right? So, we ended up going to the bowling alley. We didn't know how it worked. You know what I mean? Like, like you got to put shoes on. Like, this. we didn't know nothing about it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, so, we ended up not going. Like, we went there, but then it was a line. And my man was like, yo, why we can't go now? Like that spot right there is, you know, like it just turned into a whole thing. So I was like, yo, let's, let's, let's just, let's go to the movies. Right. So we ended up going to the Bronx, the Bay Plaza movie theater. I don't even remember what movie we watched. Um, but I remember we just having fun, just driving and went to the bowling alley and just whatever. And my man D, like I said, he's deported now. You know, he got deported back to Jamaica. Um, but D was like, he said to me, he was like, yo, you, he was like, man, I ain't never laughed this much in my life. We hadn't even got to the, like, we just, just going through the night trying to, you know, trying to do things. And he was like, man, I, I, ne- I, I ain't never had this much fun in, in my life. He was like, you know, all day, you know, we, me and you, we just around killers. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and, and we just always on some other type of another type of vibe. But and he said this word. It was it was funny. He said, but this this is like good, wholesome fun. And I never forgot when he said this is good, wholesome fun. And he was like, man, I, I've never experienced anything like this. Now. My man, R, the two R's and my man, L, they were recently, fairly recently saved like so these were these were church guys right but they were all well r and l will say were well respected in the streets even still but they gave their life to to god right so me and d want something else but remember like i said i always knew church people because and i was always respectful and, and i was always very sneaky so no one really knew that i no one really knew the activities that I may have been engaging in at, at that time because it was nothing that I felt, you know, well, in long story, but, you know, that's how you end up going back and forth to jail every six months, <laughs> running your mouth. It's, it's better just to keep things quiet and just do what you're doing and stack your paper. Not that I'm giving you advice for any type of illicit activity, but... um but the excitement that he had, and he was like, man, I want to do this like every Friday. Now, this was a guy at that time who was, let's just say, putting a lot of guns in people's faces. We'll just say that, right? He was he was in it, right? And he was like, yo, we should do this every Friday, man. Like, I feel so relaxed. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm never in an environment like this where I could just relax and just laugh and you know what I mean? Um, and I remember because D had a, a tooth missing. Another friend of ours, um, M, um, knocked his tooth out one one dawning. It, it was a whole long thing, man. But I remember him coming back and he's at my apartment in the mirror and he was like, yo, that big mother effer knocked my tooth out. You know, so he always like, 
covered his mouth when he laughed, but he was just laughing, big gap out. Everything you know, he didn't care. He was just that relaxed, you know. So um, there's a great value, and I'm I'm addressing the whole like going into church out of fear and stuff like that. Sometimes it's just being around a better quality of people. You know, if, if you know that you, again, were caught up in a certain lifestyle or maybe a lot of your friends or your comrades are, you know, you're not strong enough to say, no, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not doing that with you. Or no, you know, I'm, uh-uh, uh-uh. You know, um, I remember one time, R, and I'm going to close it out with this. Somehow we had a gun. I don't remember how we had this gun. Where did, where did we get that gun? I don't even remember. So long ago. I don't know if I found a gun or if I took a gun. I took a gun. Wow. Yeah, this kid. Man, I can't remember his name right now, but I was cool with his sister. It was it was her little brother. And I remember this was in front of the barbershop this happened. Oh, man, I, I can picture this kid clear as day. And he was a tough little kid, but he was he was quiet. He used to always ride around on a scooter. It's like when scooters first came out, you know, the, the little ones you kick. And he used to always have his little scooter, and uh, he had a, he had a, like a lot of like a fro of curly hair. And um, you know, he hung out with all the tough kids, but he you know he, yeah he's probably about 10, 11 years old, but he was he was cool. Like he come in the shop, I cut his hair, whatever. And I remember he got into what something happened with, with like the neighborhood kids. And I think they jumped him or something like that. So he was like, yo, I'm going to come back and I'm going to kill you. And I, I remember him. I was like, what that little boy say? Lo and behold, this boy comes back on a scooter and he's got a gun. Right. So they outside. So I go and I, and I rush outside. This is all in, in front of the shop. I rush outside and you know, I, I get in front of him like, yo, shorty, what you doing? And, and he's like, nah, nah. And he's waving a gun like it's like it's a, <laughs> you know, like like he's teaching a class, a presentation, like it's a black boy pointing. He was like, nah, nah. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Put, put First, put that down. You know what I mean? Like, he's like, nah, nah, nah. I'm going I'm to I'm pop him. He was like, uh-uh, you don't put your hands on me. Woo, 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 woo. So I got the gun from him. And I was like, yo, come in the shop. You know what I mean? I took the gun and um, he told me his... Uh, his grandfather had given it to him. It was, a, you know, a little, little 22, right? So, um, now I know this is not a big deal for y'all Southern people. <laughs> Cause y'all guns ain't nothing to y'all, but up North, we, we can't really get guns. Like, like I said, if you have a gun, you're doing something illegal. So his grandfather giving it to his grandfather was probably from down South. You know what I mean? So we, you know, a lot of us have, firearms or had firearms back but they were never legal firearms like y'all get legal firearms like it ain't nothing you know so i took i took the gun from i'm in my and my man r was there and he went to talk to the youth outside while i had shorty inside right and i had a phone in the shop and i was like yo because i only knew his sister i didn't know anybody else i was like yo call call his call your sister up you know tell, tell her to come get you right so, um, I remember after like my man R like had the other youth, like leave, whatever, go back home, whatever he came back inside. So I was like, here, I, I passed the gap. I, I passed the gun off to him and he goes and grabs a towel. 
and he's like, he takes he takes the gat and he holds it with the towel and he's cleaning it and he's wrapping and he's sweating bullets. And he's like, yo, you, I don't, I don't want this. I don't, he's like, yo, I don't want this. I don't want this. But he's wrapping it and he's like, yo, take this somewhere. He wasn't strong enough to have a gun in his hand without putting it, without doing something with it. Because it was a symbol that brought him back to a life of a lot of pain, a lot of misery, so forth and so on. You see, so sometimes we don't know a person's journey. We don't know a person's struggle. And we may see them in the church environment or in a mosque or they join the nation of Islam. And we're like, yeah, but what about this esoteric teaching? And, and we don't understand that sometimes people just need structure and good, wholesome people to be around. Because those demons that are in them are still so strong. You see, they're still they're still so strong. Now I'm trying to, I don't remember what we did with that. I must have, I probably gave a gun to his sister. Yeah, but I remember, wow, it's funny, all the things that you forget. But, you know, um, and I felt bad for the boy. Honestly, I really felt bad for him that he felt like he had to take it there. Like, they jump him. And he was calm. He was so calm. Like, he almost had a little smirk on his face. Like, when he was waving on he was like, nah, nah. He was like, nah, y'all jump me? Nah, nah. Like, like I want to pop somebody. I've been waiting for that. <laughs> it's like Phil Collins. I've been waiting for this moment. You know, I'm, I'm going to pop one of y'all out here. And these are all children. Nobody was over the age of, like, 11, 12 years old. But one of them was about to die that day. You, you, you see what I'm saying? So, um, yeah, man, some of us are just not as strong, you know, and, and it's nothing to be ashamed about. You know, when you take root into something, um, it takes a while for those roots to really get strong. And sometimes, like I said, coming out of the bing or coming out of out of out of prison, um, it's easy when you're in there. You know what I mean? It, it, yeah, in prison, you got everything you got out here. You got drugs, you got relationships, you got jealousies, you got friendships, you, you got police. <laughs> you 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 got you got everything in that sense. But it is really easier. And even people who may have been a-holes on the outside are now on their dean. You know what I mean? They're, now they're trying to do the right thing. They're reading, they're exercising, they're eating three meals a day, getting plenty of rest, you know, and all those different things. So once you come home, now now, now the real challenge begins. And for some, they know themselves to know enough to know I could be received right back into that environment. Let me explore more of this other thing. You know, so that's what I'm saying. You got to stay in touch with what opens your eyes, you know, and it may change as you take that walk. You know, it may evolve. And yeah, you may take that walk. <laughs> you may take that walk with Jesus and, you know, then eventually you're taking a walk with the spirit of, of Khalid Muhammad, you know, and then you may take the walk with the spirit of Khalid Muhammad and you may take that walk with Buddha. And, you know, you may take many walks, <laughs> you know, that's what, what this journey of life is. We're moving, we're walking, you know, and, um, ultimately each one is going to give you a vision, you know, and if it's, if it's a real divine entity, you're going to get a vision and your job is to hold on, you know, to hold on, don't let go. So if you're that blind person that had to hold the shoulder, you know, you keep holding that shoulder, that elbow, that arm into and you keep going through that process until the vision clears. You know, that's that's really what it's about. But like like with my man D, you know, um, yeah, man. You know, he's somebody that I wish 
would have came along with me, who would have took the walk with me. You know, like I said, this was my brother, brother, brother. Like we, we, yeah, we did everything together, you know, and, um, like I was always on some teaching and consciousness and he'd be like, yeah, you talk, talk, talk that ish, talk that, <laughs> you know, we'd be in spots. He was like, yo, my man, you was deep. Talk that ish, you know, but, um, he was still very much in love with, um, terrorizing people, terrorizing people, uh, getting over on people, um, taking what didn't belong to him. And, you know, that eventually led to his deportation. And sometimes I, I think about, you know, what would it would have looked like if we would have been doing this work together, you know, if it could have maybe graduated to that, if we weren't just um, young men who were confused about what makes a man, <laughs> you know, what, what makes a man, you know. But um, sometimes some people, they don't, they can't, they can't take the walk. <laughs> sometimes, they, you know, they'll get the light like, wow, you, that was deep, you know, and, and but they don't want the full clarity because of, of the transfiguration that comes as a result. Alright. So yeah. Whew. One hour, 41 minutes. <laughs> later. One hour, 41 minutes later. Here we are. Alright, so now I really, really do have to go. Like I said, I'm 10 minutes over my time, which isn't too bad. But, um, yeah. And I got my reminders popping off. So I really have to, um, get back to my work but yeah man thank you for taking the ride with me and willfully i'll lead you closer to the divine and the things that i'm saying and um not take you on a walk like you said there are many walks but just but 99 of them will lead you to the bottom of the ocean to nothing <laughs> so they ain't all good <laughs> you know um so willfully I, I led you on on the red path and the right road and um i'll keep doing that for as long as i'm able to all right everyone enjoy your day be well be safe all right be loving